ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 224th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items, and event of the week that I attended. So we'll start with my highlight of the week, which was, of course, watching the NFL Championship Sunday. For my money, the best sports day of the year. And uh, last Sunday was... uh, Quite a day, to say the least. Everybody here in New England uh, is still trying to sort out, you know, what happened in that AFC Championship game when the uh, the Broncos just pummeled the Patriots uh, with their pass rush, but it also led to an absolutely awesome ending. Um, and the other game, Carolina Panthers put on another display of power football and running over the Arizona Cardinals. We'll start with the Patriots game. Um, What can you say about the Broncos pass rush? It's the best I've seen against the Patriots and Tom Brady since the famous 2007 Super Bowl, which ruined the Patriots' undefeated season. Uh, It started right off the bat, and the Patriots were just... uh, Simply out of sorts all day, uh, starting with the coin flip. Uh, the Patriots, as most of you know, always, always, always defer uh, to take when they win the toss and take the kick kickoff in the second half. They did not do that, which was surprising, given that uh, you know they were in Denver, very loud place to play, and. Uh, leading one to believe that they would have trouble on their first offensive series. And it was really just the worst-case scenario for the Patriots uh, the start to that game. Uh, they get the ball. They don't do anything with it. Broncos get the ball. Peyton Manning takes them down the field, and they're up 7 nothing. and the crowd is totally into it. Granted, uh, Belichick may have thought, you know, they get – Patriots get the ball, drive down the field, take the crowd right out of it. I can definitely understand that thinking. But bottom line, it was just out of character. But again, the story of the game, uh, you know, was the Denver pass rush. And, uh, you know, before we go any further, uh, all of you who listened to last week's show heard me uh, say loud, clear, and often that – the belief around the country, and particularly here in New England, that this was somehow going to be an easy win for the Patriots was just utterly ridiculous. said that last week. It uh, took about five minutes into the game to realize uh, that that was the case. 
and uh, you know it was just all day long. Patriots uncomfortable, and again, all credit to the Broncos. Wade Phillips's defensive game plan was incredible. Uh, rushing three and four players, dropping seven and eight back in coverage, uh, pretty much blanketing those receivers uh, was just really stroke of uh, genius. You know, it worked, but it's all about having the talent. Um, if it was that easy, every team would do it, and the Patriots wouldn't have done what they've done over the past 15 years. But So it's really all about the talent, in this case, particularly uh, Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware. My big question was just simply, you know, I really thought there'd be some halftime adjustments. Um, my big question was why didn't the Patriots simply have some help back there blocking, uh, specifically James White. He was targeted an astounding, repeat astounding, 16 times during the game. Uh, had a few catches, uh, had a lot of near misses. So he was open a lot of the time, being covered by a linebacker. I mean, in, in theory, uh, you know, it was a pretty good strategy if indeed he is making those catches out of the backfield. Some of them, at least one or more, would have been for a touchdown. And he seemed to just be, you know, one step off, like they were just missing, you know, his outstretched fingertips, that type of thing. Uh, so it was clearly, you know, a strategy, an adjustment, whatever you want to call it. But he, they, Brady just kept going back to him time and time and time again. And uh, Brandon Bolden, uh, you'll remember, had the big game in Denver in the snow a few weeks back, the huge run, uh, catch and run, that like at the time looked like it was going to salt that game away for the Patriots. So he didn't, he didn't hardly even see the field. But again, uh, you know, I just don't know why the backfield, uh, why some of the backs weren't used to help out with the blocking. Um, you know, when, I feel that when you have Amendola, Gronk, and Edelman, you've got three pretty good receivers. So if you're, you know, only having those three go out versus four or five receivers going out, uh, that's about as good as you get. Uh, and granted, they were blanketed throughout the day. But again, it's still being, you know, sorted out here in New England. People are still, uh, you know, very unhappy with the result of the game, various decisions. I personally had no problem with the fourth down decisions made by Belichick. Um, you know, it's easy to sit here now and say, well, they got three trips inside the red zone in the last six, seven minutes of the game. But when they got their first trip in, first field goal, uh, the first fourth down attempt that many are saying should have been a field goal attempt, uh, you know, they, they hadn't done much offensively all day long, as we know, as we're discussing with the, with the pass rush of Denver and whatnot. So there was no guarantees. Uh, in fact, you, even though they had stopped the Denver offense, um, you had to simply go with the uh, thought that you know, Manning could get the ball back. They get a field goal. Manning could theoretically get the ball back. A couple first downs, and you, uh, you know, you potentially run out the clock or put the Patriots in an impossible situation. Granted, the Patriots had three timeouts and the two-minute warning, so they had four stoppages to play. They, to their credit, they managed the clock beautifully to be sitting on all of that in the last few minutes of the game. Um, 
But, you know, it was just, uh, and again, to the Patriots' credit, you know, they hung in there. And it was a tremendous, tremendous ending. I mean, what more can you ask for than the game coming down to a two-point conversion to to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, that's as good as a as it gets in the world of NFL dramatic endings. It's, it's the best. Uh, Goskowski, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of angst surrounding his missed kick. Say what you want. Granted, he had kicked whatever, 524 in a row or something. Um, his miss hung over that game throughout. From the moment he missed it in the first quarter, it just hung there like a like a like a pall over the New England Patriots and you just felt you know if you're a believer like I am and you know uh like when for instance when you make an error in baseball it's gonna come back to haunt you. I'm a big believer that when you miss an extra point, something like that in football it's gonna come back to haunt you. This certainly did. Uh he's been a fabulous kicker, the best in the league forever. Uh but it was just uh it, it was a killer. No question about it. Uh, I'm not a big believer in streaks. I've said this in the past. I'd like to see these streaks end before the playoffs start, whether it was Tom Brady's no interception streak a few years back, and then he threw one right off the bat against the uh, New York Jets, and lo and behold, they got upset in Foxborough in a playoff game against Rex Ryan and the Jets, on and on and on. So these streaks have a way of ending at the worst possible time. And finally, on this game, we'll get to, you know, Peyton Manning. Um, I had said last week that, you know, say what you want about Peyton, and clearly his arm's not what he once was, but his experience, his guile, his intelligence are major, major factors. Uh, He had beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers two weeks ago and was the winning quarterback in that game. Say what you want about how it all came about, but he was the winning quarterback in that game. And here he was again, the winning quarterback in the AFC Championship game. Uh, The big one is, you know, no turnovers. He did have that uh, pass that turned out to be a lateral. Patriots recovered and got the ball and promptly took it in for a score, leading to the Goskowski missed extra point. But, uh, you know, he, aside from that, in effect, played a turnover-free game. And, uh, you know, call him a game manager, call him whatever you want. But, you know, he's won the two games he had to win in the playoffs, and he's going to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, a lot at stake in this game. Um, you know, legacies galore when you think about it. All the Patriots have been setting records uh, for postseason achievement left and right with each of the last two games. Uh you know, bottom line, it brings Brady and potentially Manning back into, you know, the same conversation. Had Brady won that game and then won the Super Bowl, he is the greatest of all time. There is no question. First quarterback to win five. Now there's lots of questions. If Peyton wins a second, then all of a sudden his career looks, you know, uh, significantly different. Um, so it's just going to be great theater uh, next Sunday should be a great game. I don't know if the Broncos can repeat that performance, especially against the Panthers and the Panthers, you know, uh, that leads to my bizarre story of the week, which was the Cardinals turning it over seven times. It's just stunning to, uh, 
to even grasp. Um, Carson Palmer, who's been so good all year long, certainly did not look that great in the playoff game against the Packers, but pulled it out in the end and for his first ever playoff victory. But it, it was just last Sunday against Carolina. He just... I couldn't even believe what I was seeing, quite frankly. But obviously, a lot of that goes to Carolina. They just look awesome. Cam Newton looks awesome. I mean, I like what I see from Cam Newton. I know he's a lightning rod, but what he is doing is, uh, you know, pretty impressive. Uh, he's a leader, period. He's leading that team. It's clear they rally around him. His teammates love him. The city of Charlotte loves him. And, you know... Again, I, I think he's just, uh, I like what he's doing. He can, you know, giving away the ball to kids after touchdowns, the dabbing, all of it. He's having fun. Uh, I don't quite get, really, the controversy. I mean, he's just, uh, you, you know, out there. He has a big personality, and he's showing it on the field, and he's winning. And uh, so it's... Uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, honestly, I look at the way the Panthers are playing and my belief that the Broncos just, although they're the best defense all year, I don't know if they can like put together another performance like they did against the Patriots. That, that, that's a, a practically a once-in-a-generation type of performance. And although they'll play well... I do have fears that we could be looking at another uh, Broncos, Seahawks type Super Bowl from a couple of years ago, uh, especially given the Panthers' dominance in the last two playoff games. We shall see. Uh, but, you know, right now the the Panthers simply look unbeatable. I uh, heard an analogy that's so true. They, they look like the Golden State Warriors of football. It just looks like their year, and they look unstoppable. So uh, we shall see what develops. Uh, it's going to be a fun week with the Super Bowl. Uh, things are just really uh, cranking up here um, as we head into you know next week and when all the fun really, really starts. And we look forward to it. And lots more to discuss, and we will do so after the break. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests. And on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And uh, A.P. will be joining us. A.P. will be joining us. Uh, A.P., how are you doing today? I think we're getting uh, the telephone. Oh, here we go. Uh, AP, how you doing today? Hey, good, John. How are you? Good, good. Thank you, as always, for calling in. And it sounds like you're uh, headed west for the Super Bowl week. I sure am. I, I just arrived in Denver. In Denver? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, you're you're in a nice airport. I uh, I was there a couple of weeks ago, flying home from Phoenix, and it was uh, mm-hmm. awesome to see the Rockies. Yeah, yeah I've never been the least. there. You've never been there? I've never been. No. Oh, well, uh, I have one recommendation. There's a a side to the airport that's all windows, and you're staring right at the Rockies. So if you have an opportunity to find that side of the building, it's uh Ah, inspiring. As I said, I literally just stood there a couple weeks ago flying home from the college football playoff in Phoenix and national championship, and again, it it was breathtaking. So hopefully you can make your way towards that view. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do that. We're going to board like at noon or something, which is right when the show, you know, it'll be 2 o'clock your time. John, can you? Oh, all right. So it sounds like we may have lost AP. Uh, again, we all know how it's like in airports. Uh, but before I forget, I wanted to uh, touch on my event of the week that I attended, which was going to the Boston Celtics-Denver Nuggets game on, uh, on Wednesday night. And it was great to see the buzz so- suddenly surrounding the Celtics. They've... Uh, you know, they've won, uh, I believe, five in a row, seven of their last nine. And there was a great energy. They, of course, won on Wednesday night against the Nuggets. Uh, and I was very impressed with the 
energy around the around the team. I, as, as you listeners know, I had been to the Golden State game, uh, back the famous double overtime, which turned out to be the very last Golden State win in their opening of the season winning streak of 24 and it was spectacular and then uh you know to follow it up with you know a midweek game against the nuggets that's kind of the true test of like you know uh where 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 the fans stand on this team and you know right now they're just playing well uh Kelly Olynyk has <laughs> maybe had you know one of the best months of his career so just wanted to touch on that, but we have AP back on the line with us. And AP, uh, hopefully you had a smooth flight out to Denver. Yeah, it was very good. It sure was. Actually, it was 40 minutes early. Oh, wow. That's fabulous. Uh, so, before you left, I'm taking it that you uh, you were doing some Senior Bowl stuff down in Mobile this week, right? I sure was. I was down there the first couple of days, John, well, I saw where you produced a lot of copy, and uh, you know, for Bama Magazine, whom you write for, and uh, so, and I saw where Nick Saban was there. So, Alabama, the national champions, have uh, heavy presence. No surprise in, in Mobile, Alabama, this week, right? Yeah, this year was Alabama had five players, and Nick Saban usually comes down for the first practice. Which is held across the Mobile Bay on the eastern shore at a place called Barrow High School. Wonderful, and it, it, you know I've been watching some of the practices and whatnot on NFL Network, and it just seems like uh, you know it's a who's who as far as uh, NFL people there. Belichick was there, right? Uh, I didn't happen to see him when I was there, but I know there was a big presence of the England. I saw a lot of. Yeah, well, I, I heard he was there, and, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, obviously a good week for him to get out there. It's probably good to just simply, you know, get on to something else after that excruciating loss to the uh, Broncos last week. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a great event, and, uh, you know, how many days were you there? I was there on Monday and Tuesday, John. They had the weigh-in. I was there on Monday to see the weigh-in. And then they were practicing in the afternoon. So it's a very unique event, John, because you have total access. The players are in the lobby of the hotel. They're meeting with scouts, general managers, coaches. And it's really unlimited. That, that's why the next one plays for the yeah, it sounds that way. Well, you know, uh, it's absolutely uh, sounds like something I'd like to get to one of these years. I'm sure it's just awesome. So did you see any NFL coaches there? Head coaches? Uh, yeah, Jason Gear, of course, is there. He's for the first time in 50 years the Cowboys are coaching a team. They're coaching the North. And I got to go 
coaching staff is uh, taking care of the staff. So you know, we saw some issues there. Uh, I know we had some conversations with different players. So uh, that was not for me. I was trying to find out who the best quarterback is. I guess we yeah, so it sounds like uh, Jacob Coker was a pretty big hit out there, right? Yeah, Jacob is a hometown boy. People flock to see him. They, they line the fences over in Carroll that day. He signed a lot of autographs. Anxious to see down the road who's the team that's going to take a flyer on Jacob. And he's definitely a prospect. Six foot five and a half, two three six pounds, strong arm, moves fairly well. He's a good basketball player, you know, best best player in Mobile, so he's athletic. And he's he's been ascending with his development all along this past season, but he hasn't played very much. Right, right. Yeah, he's uh, you know. They say that, you know, everybody remembers the last thing you did. So the last thing he did was clearly the best thing he ever did and <laughs> as a football player, which was win the national championship with, you know, a downright inspiring performance. Both his leadership and his play on the field was spectacular. So in addition to Jacob Coker, you have uh, Reggie Ragland, uh, Kenyon Drake, Cyrus Jones, and Jaron Reed, all from Alabama there. That's correct. That's correct, John. Reggie Ragland, he's a Mike linebacker, middle linebacker, but he was going to play on the edge this week. Show his versatility. Put his hand on the ground, and rush the basketball from the edge, cover his face. So people are watching the game with Reggie Ragland on the outside of it. He's going to play it out of And then one of the other characters uh, this week would be Kenyon Drake. He's really a total all in all back. First down, second down, third. Definitely gets the edge. I saw in the championship game. Very good special team against Florida last year. Put him out wide. He caught his 80 yard best in the first play game for a touchdown. So he can stay healthy. He's an intriguing prospect or something. That's great, AP. Fantastic. Well, it's nice to see Alabama so well represented there. And uh, so we still have lots more to get to, and I'm glad you are able to spend some time at the Senior Bowl. But uh, why, don't we, why don't we take our break, and we'll revisit it on the other side. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, of Bama Magazine. And A.P., I know you're at the Denver airport en route to California for Super Bowl week, and uh, which is very exciting. So now what do you hope to be uh, doing out there this week? I know that Ken Stabler is, and his nomination for the Pro Football Hall of Fame is is on the agenda. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's probably one of the primary agendas, John. They hashed that out on the sixth of February. That's a Saturday. They'll discuss the nominations and then vote on it, and then they'll announce it that evening. It's on TV, either on CBS or NFL Network. I'm not sure. But, uh, I hope to see that happen, of course, and then. They have some Alabama players on each team. Uh, Evan Mathis is a guard. Uh, been in the league quite a while. He plays for Denver. And um, for Carolina, you have Roman Harper, who's, who's also been in the league uh, over 10 years probably. And if Kevin Norwood is, is activated, he's a wide receiver for Carolina. Wow. Uh, well, no surprise there. Alabama always has some, uh, you know, some players and, uh, you know, pretty much throughout the league. And, uh no surprise they'll be playing in the Super Bowl. But, you know, speaking of Super Bowls, I mean, I, I'm really rooting, and I know you more so, for Ken Stabler to make it to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he is, you know, I'm not a statistics guy when it comes to the Hall of Fame. I'm more of a, you know, uh, is he a household name type of thing? And Ken Stabler certainly qualifies uh, on that and every other count. He was, you know, a marriage made in heaven, him and the Raiders, and, uh, you know, the original swashbuckling quarterback and, uh, you know, seeing that special, you know, on NFL network, the football life on him, uh, he really belongs. And I hope he makes it, uh, you know, albeit posthumously in his, in this case. Yeah, John. And, you know, for him to be, to make this hall of fame, it's, it's quite ironic. The vote is in the Bay area of all places. Correct. So, that would that would be great for the fans in, in San Francisco and Oakland, that area of California who loved them, still love them to this day. You've got a big fan base out there. They just they'll never forget 
uh, that left-hander standing back there like a statue and surveying the field and throwing those darts to all those Raider receivers. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he's just he's an American original, to say the least. And, uh, you know, I mean... I lived in the Pittsburgh area during the 1970s where I grew up and, you know, the vicious, vicious, you know, Steelers-Raiders rivalry was as, you know, as crazy as any rivalry in the history of the NFL for a period of time. Yet, you know, I always liked Kenny Stabler and everybody I know did. I mean, you know, he, he was not someone that, you know, he, unlike Cam Luton, he was not a lightning rod for, for criticism. He embodied what the Raiders were all about. And, uh, you know, there were other Raiders that his Steeler fans uh, were able to much more easily target, start with uh, Jack Tatum and George Atkinson, uh, i.e. the criminal element, as Chuck Noll once called it, <laughs> leading to a trial. And, uh, but, you know, Kenny Stabler was just never one of those guys. I mean, and that's just a long-winded way of saying it was impossible not to like Kenny Stabler. I, I just don't know how else to put it. You, you know, I mean, he, he was just, you know, uh, that kind of a guy, you know, fun-loving and uh, a great quarterback, by the way, you know, involved in, what, three, four, five of the most famous plays in NFL history, given that they all have, like, separate names. <laughs> yeah. You know, how many plays yeah. and or games got a name attached to them, and yet he has a couple of them. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of any other quarterback that has so many names attached to his game-winning plays or incidents. And, yeah, uh, I guess the, the, the best way to describe Kenny, he was beyond cool. Beyond cool. There you go. That, 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 that just says it perfectly. Um, yeah, he was, you know, the Holy Roller was one of them. Um, and on and on and on. I mean, you know, I always remember, you know, he wasn't part of the play, but he, of course, was the quarterback that day of the Immaculate Reception. So, I mean, he, yeah. he was present for a whole lot of NFL history, to put it mildly. Yeah, yeah. He was oh, on oh, the yeah, field. The, oh, yeah, on the field. And, John, he was, you know, ghost to the post against the, the Colts. Dave Casper. of hands against, against Miami. Yep. Clarence Davis. He, 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 yeah, yeah. And uh, it was funny about Clarence was he was from Alabama, and uh, he moved out to California thinking he's going to play for Southern Cal, but there was a little bit of Alabama connection there. And, and Clarence wasn't the best receiver, and Kenny threw it to him. He showed every confidence, and he just pulled it away from all the Dolphin defenders, and the name was an infamy, Steve Hams. Absolutely, and if, I'm, if memory serves me correctly, I literally remember watching that game in my college dorm. And if memory serves me correctly, that was the year after the uh, Miami Dolphins' undefeated season, so that they were considered pretty much unbeatable, and uh, you know that pretty much ended, you know, their dynasty for all intents and purposes as you know an undefeated team. Am I remembering that correctly? I, I believe so. I think that was John. And, and the other thing I remember was Don Meredith made the call. I mean, he was the analyst. NBC at that time. I think he went over to NBC for a little bit. And I can remember his voice, you know, saying, he called it, he called it, he called it, you know. It was ringing in my ear to this day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Again, one of those games where you, you literally remember where you were, and I remember exactly uh, 
the dorm room when I was watching it uh, on that very day. But uh, so, what do you think, AP? What do you think the chances are of him getting in the you know in the Hall of Fame? Are you getting any uh, you know you have any feel for that or hearing anything on it? You know, so far I've got quite a, a lot of good feedback. It's some of, matter of fact, I spoke to one of the voters in Mobile, and he was all on board. I mean, he didn't even hesitate to tell me what he was going to vote for Kenny to be in the Hall of Fame. So I, I was glad I approached him and, and and asked him about his feelings for Kenny Stabler. I mean, he didn't even hesitate. So, and that's not the first one that I've spoke to in the last month or so. And so I'm really... I, I, I believe that Kenny Stable will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I believe he's going to make this class in 2016. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning that way myself. It just feels like the time is right. Um, and, you know, we shall see. So uh, he's been eligible for a number of years, correct? Yes, yes. He, he actually passed the 25 years as a modern player, and he was voted past the process through the mod, through the uh, veterans committee, so he, all he has to do is get eighty percent. Excuse me, of the forty-six voters, which is somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty-seven, thirty-eight voters, uh, depending on how many are in the room at that time. So, but I, I think it's all going to hit me uh, when it's announced on, on Saturday. It's been a long journey, and, and like I say, it's in the Bay Area, and I know his family's going to be there. Well, I'm really anxious to hear what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. It all feels right. Well, having had the pleasure of uh, being in attendance at many, many Super Bowl weeks, that's always a, a big deal. Uh, usually, you know, Saturday evening around 5, 6 p.m. Eastern time, whatever, late afternoon, early evening, when they make that announcement of the new Hall of Fame uh, entrance, it's, you know, just sort of in a Strange kind of way, it almost kind of really kicks off, you know, Super Bowl. It's like the beginning of what will end, you know, the next night, which is, of course, the Super Bowl itself. And uh, it just, like, elevates the entire proceedings. Uh, you know, when, when that's announced on Saturday night. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I've had some, you know, again, just some, some great memories. I remember, you know, being uh, being, like, in the media lounge when uh, I think it was Troy Aikman was elected and walked in and, you know, he had just been elected like moments earlier and it's a pretty cool thing. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, I, I, I'm confident you're going to experience some of that if you haven't already, but I think you're going to experience it with Kenny, uh, you know, uh, a week from tomorrow. Uh, and I certainly hope so. Are there any other, uh, are you familiar with who, are, are there any, uh, the other nominees might be? In other words, who's his competition? Oh. Yeah, one of them that I was with at the, the Walter Camp weekend, matter of fact, is Morton Anderson, the excellent kicker. Oh, yeah. He, he's up for the nomination, and uh, I haven't had a chance to survey the list in the last couple of weeks. I've been kind of busy, but so I'm, I'm hoping he gets in as well. He's, he's a really fun guy, and of course, he's a tremendous kicker for many years. Oh, absolutely. He's one of the people that's up. You know? Yeah, he's one of the one of the players that's up for the nomination as well. And then also in the Bay Area is Eddie DeBarlow Jr. as a contributor. Wow. So that'll be, that'll, that'll be fantastic if he gets in right when they're holding the Super Bowl at, at his old you know, homestead there. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, truly one of the great owners in the history of all sports, not just the NFL. I mean, the way he treated his players directly translated onto the field. I mean, he was the original. He, he was Mark Cuban before Mark Cuban. In other words, you know, just just giving his players every off-field advantage that you could possibly give to a player, you know, uh, to just, you know, help them do their job on the field every Sunday as best as possible because, you know, they were treated like kings by Eddie DeBartolo Jr. I mean, he, he was just that kind of a guy. I, I've always liked him because he was out of Youngstown, Ohio. And, uh, you know, fascinating guy to say the least, and uh, yeah, I, I, I could see him definitely uh, get, getting in for sure. Could, could you imagine the party that would be held if he's, he's announced? I know, I know. Well, it just feels a little bit AP to me like, you know, like it's meant to be for both Kenny Stabler and Eddie Bartolo. I mean, the, the fact that the this is happening in the Bay Area, let's not forget, it's only the second Super Bowl ever in the Bay Area, the first was uh, the 49ers, Dolphins, Stanford Stadium back in like the 1980s. And uh, it's kind of hard to believe, but it's going to be at, you know, the 49ers and owner John York's new palace in Santa Clara. And it's going to be an interesting Super Bowl in that it's, you know, it's going to be both, you know, the city of San Francisco, but obviously the Silicon Valley uh, with you know San Jose and Santa Clara, so it's going to be uh, it's going to cover a wide geographic area, to put it mildly. Yeah, and some of the events, John, you know, are in San Francisco, San Jose, and Santa Clara. <clears throat> exactly, all three cities are uh, hosts, so to speak, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be special. It's it's obviously Super Bowl Fifty that in and of itself makes it special, but I think you know. Uh, the NFL's done a fabulous job of really just incorporating the whole region into this, and uh, and I, I think it's just going to be a spectacular week. Uh, any other highlights that you know you you envision happening this week, or things you want to do, people you want to see? Uh, I would say, John, I'm I'm just really excited to be going, hopefully going to a couple of days, media days, and getting a chance to talk to some of the assistant coaches, which is always a, a conversation that can ha- you can have some depth with those guys. Absolutely. They're normally not, you know, they're normally not appearing before the media to be questioned. So they're, they're happy to answer, you know, any, any of your concerns or, or curiosity. So I'd like to speak to the assistants. I agree. I agree. I think that's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be you know, uh, remarkable week for you, and you'll have plenty of opportunity. I mean, you know, again, having been to a few of these, uh, you never know who you're going to run into at any moment. But one thing's for sure, you're going to run into a lot of people. It always happens that way. So it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be parties. Uh, few, one party I'm supposed to be attending. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Friend of mine got me in this one particular party, uh, Lee Steinberg, on Saturday. So that that'll be fun. Oh, I went to the one up in Detroit, uh, the okay. Lee Steinberg party. That that was the Troy Aikman. That was the one. That was the year. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I think Troy Aikman was one of his climbers. So the story I told earlier was from 
the Lee Steinberg party, as a matter of fact. So you're going to love that. Uh, he, of course, is the famous agent upon whom the movie Jerry Maguire was based. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can assure you it's a good one. <laughs> um, so, excellent. Well, AP, we've actually come to uh, our last break. Still have a few more things to cover, and we'll do so on the other side of the break. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners. Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started, my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing are uh, on the week between the championship games and the Super Bowl. It's always a little light, but we do have a couple of all-star games, which, of course, is the Pro Bowl and uh, the NHL All-Star Game from Nashville. Pro Bowl, of course, is in Hawaii, and you may have seen the, the drafts by Jerry Rice and Michael Irvin. Uh, a lot of stars in the game, so should be fun. It's always fun just to tune in and uh, see it, uh, see these games, see these stars in a bit of a looser atmosphere. And speaking of stars, AP, uh, the NFL announced their Super Bowl 50 golden team, meaning the all-time Super Bowl team from the first 50 years. And uh, it's really fascinating reading. Um, I was happy right off the bat because eight Pittsburgh Steelers were selected, the most of any team. Uh, no surprise, Mel Blunt, Joe Green, Jack Ham, Franco Harris, Jack Lambert, Chuck Knoll. Lynn Swan and Mike Webster, so uh, 
quite a lineup there, and uh, interestingly, the only Patriots selected, given their six Super Bowl or eight Super Bowl appearances, but six in the Brady Belichick era, were uh, was kicker Adam Vinatieri. Um, yeah, yeah, I found it to be you know really interesting, a, a nice walk down memory lane. Um, no surprise, Joe Montana was the quarterback. And uh, running back, in addition to Franco Harris, uh, you know, was, well, the tight ends, I should say, was Jay Novichak from the Cowboys, wide receivers, Jerry Rice. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really, uh, you know, well done. Um, two Raiders, we were talking about the Raiders, the two famous uh Raider lineman Art Shell and Gene Upshaw were elected to go with Mike Webster and then rounded out by Forrest Gregg and Larry Allen. So, what do you think of those names so far? Yeah, that's quite a list. I mean, maybe the most surprising is they took the left side of the Raiders. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Um, yeah, I was thrilled to see, uh, you know, Jack Ham and Jack Lambert, both being named, uh, and yes, it was, uh, you know, having watched them many years covering the Steelers, and then also, you know, in addition to Franco Harris, the other running back, no surprise, Emmett Smith, and the other wide receiver, go with Jerry Rice, was Lynn Swan. Uh, you had to have Lynn Swan in there. I mean, his performance in the Super Bowl was his signature to say the least, as to, uh, you know, the great things that he did. Charles Haley was mentioned, named uh, the only player on the planet to win five Super Bowls. Um, 49ers well represented, of course. Uh, Ronnie Lott, one of the safeties. Uh, and... The Giants, Lawrence Taylor, a linebacker, Ray Lewis, deservedly so, uh, finished his career winning a Super Bowl with the Ravens, was the other was another linebacker to go with Hammond Lambert. Deion Sanders, primetime made it as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, and speaking of Deion Sanders, uh, you know, Larry Allen from the Cowboys also made it. So yeah, and you'll like this, Ray Guy, is the Super Bowl punter. All-time Super Bowl Ray punter. Guy made it. Ray Guy made it. That's a good thing. Wow. I knew you'd like that. Yeah, I like that one. I like that selection. Sure do. Absolutely. Did, did, did Deion Sanders make it as a Cowboy or the 49ers? It, it didn't really specify. He obviously played with both teams. Uh, yeah. He just It just says cornerback. So, you know. Uh, yeah. He certainly made his presence known. In Super Bowls, yes. to say the least. And and John, they they just had one single team. They didn't have like second team. Just had one team. One team. One team. Yep, exactly. Which is you know, it's a tough one, uh, to say the least. Yes. The only you'll like this. The only unanimous selection player. The only unanimous selection was Adam Vinatieri, uh, who is also the only active player to be selected. So I found that uh, pretty interesting. And it was, uh, you know, by the way, it was uh, 
This team was put together by the Pro Football Hall of Fame Board of Selectors. Um, mm. Best overall career performances in the Super Bowl. So, pretty good stuff. Oh, yes. John, do they have the voting for, the, for all every position or no? I believe so, yes. Yes, it's just, uh, you know, not a lot of detail and nothing on, like, who finished, you know, just out of the running or anything like that. The team was the team, and just, you know, that was it. So just to review, you know, quarterback Joe Montana, running backs Franco Harris, Emmett Smith, tight end Jay Novacek, wide receivers Jerry Rice, Lynn Swan, offensive tackles Art Shellanor, Forrest Gregg, Mike Webster, the center, the guards Gene Upshaw and Larry Allen, coach Chuck Knoll. On defense, defensive ends Reggie White, Charles Haley, Interior linemen, Joe Green, Randy White. Cornerbacks, Mel Blunt, Deion Sanders. Safeties, Ronnie Lott, Jake Scott. So, yeah, AP, uh, again, just an amazing team. That's an all-time team by anybody's standards. And, you know, the beauty of that team is, you know, I, I think we all remember exactly, you know, every one of those players in the Super Bowl and what they, why they were selected. Yeah, there's no question, John, that... Everyone who likes football remembers all those events, and, it, and that was a very difficult list to, to pick. And I would be interested in a couple of the positions, the voting. Some of them are, I mean, everyone's going to vote for Jerry Rice, uh, I would think. And, and Joe Montana, that, I'd like to see who the other quarterbacks, how that worked out as well. Exactly. Well, it's a good way to get psyched for the Super Bowl, and you have a great week out there in California. And AP, as always, great job, and thank you for calling in. Thank you, John. My pleasure. All right, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.